conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe and Bob Slider behind the board. We're brought to you by WVU Medicine on WKKX and WVLY. some of the local races, the delegate and senatorial races and so on. Stephen Adams with us later to take a look at the statewide races. And right now with me uh, once again is West Virginia's Governor Jim Justice. Governor, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you're doing well. Governor, uh, I'm curious, have you voted yet? Do you, do you early vote or will you vote uh, tomorrow? Well, from time to time, I've early voted, not very often and everything. I think it's a, it's a, a time-honored tradition to vote on Election Day, and I'll vote tomorrow with my wife, Kathy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote tomorrow, but it's not because it's a time-honored tradition. It's just because I got lazy and didn't get to, <laughs> didn't get to the early voting. So. <laughs> Governor, um, you, you've stopped the state on uh, your community conversations, talking about Amendment Number 2 in particular, really arguing against it. Do you think you were successful? Well, I surely think so, Howard. You know, we'll see, you know, how the vote comes out. I urge everybody to to get to the poll and exercise your right in America and in Shirley, West Virginia, to vote. I absolutely believe with all in me that uh, this Amendment 2 deal, you know, maybe while it started off, you know, it seemed like it was benign. It's, it, it is so toxic, it's off the chart. I think really when it really boils right down to it, it's a power grab from Charleston. It's taking the rights away from you, the counties. It will hurt our schools and our policemen and our firemen. It will ultimately lead to an increase in property taxes, sure as I know my name. And uh, the biggest and worst thing of the whole thing is we deceive people. We really made people believe this was about the car tax. And really it has nothing to do with the car tax. It has everything to do with changing our Constitution. And when it really boils right down to all that, I have a methodology for sure to get rid of your car tax without changing the Constitution. We need to vote no on this. If we don't, we're going to pay a big, big price for decades and decades to come. You know, Governor, the tail end of our interview last time, you mentioned that in point of fact, uh, your businesses would benefit from approval of Amendment 2. Listen, you, you're talking to a guy that is sitting here telling you that, you know, when all the coal companies said bankruptcy, I didn't do it because I don't believe it. And it's been dog tough. I mean, it has been really tough. And the passage of Amendment 2 would put millions, not a few hundred thousand dollars, millions of dollars in my pocket, and I'm sitting here telling you don't do it. You see, Howard, I didn't sign up for something for me. I signed up for something for all the people of West Virginia, and that's how I'm going to stand. And uh, and irregardless, you know, this whole to this whole thing, what you've got going on is the powers to be that are wanting this to fly and pass want something for them: campaign promises, big time donations to the next campaign, whatever it may be. They want something for them. I am 180 degrees from there, and that's all there's to it. 
Governor, you've traveled all over the state. I mean, at pretty much every corner of the state on your, I think you call them community conversations, trying to make your arguments. How far did you travel? Do you have any sense of that? How, how far did you go? How many places did you hit? Can you give me some oh, sense gosh. of the size of the effort? Well, I mean, Howard, think about this. You know, today, you know, there's there's multiple shows that we're on all over the place where we're going to touch. If I if if I'm right in this, I think we're going to touch two, four, six, seven, seven different television stations across the state. You know, it has been a colossal effort and everything, but. But I don't know any other way to do it. I mean, really, when it really boiled right down to it, when I offered up a 10% uh, uh, personal income tax break and it got shut down by the Senate, you know, I said, what in the world is going on? I mean, Republicans are always supposed to stand for tax. And really and truly, they want all of your money. And so when it was, so then I had no choice. I mean, I tried to negotiate with them. Nothing, nothing total stalemate. And so... With all that, then all I could do is get on the road and tell the people. And uh, and then at least I feel like I've done my job. I've told the people what they're getting into, and if the people if the people vote to pass this, I'll I'll you know respect that in every way because I'm gonna I'm gonna respect the people. I think the people will blow it up, and that's what it should be, and send a real message to to our elected officials to do their job, represent the people. For God's sake, to live and quit representing these big-time, giant corporations that are literally going to take your money out of state, and you're going to be left holding the bag. I'll tell you, honest to God, Howard, and you mark it down. I'll get rid of your car tax. And if that, and, and, and beyond that, people ask yourself, what is going to come to you if you pass this? And the answer is nothing, not one dime. But all the dimes in the world are going to go to these big, giant companies, Walmart, Dow Chemical, big, giant companies out of state. I mean, it is absolutely just as wrong as wrong can be. Governor, when you went into these various communities like you did here in Wheeling and Brook County and Moundsville and other places and all across the state, sat down, had conversations with people, most of it, we in the media focused on what you had to say to the people who were there. I'm curious, what did you hear? What did you learn from the community conversations you had? What kind of feedback did you get? Well, Howard, first of all, the Wheeling community has always embraced me and been really, really good to me. And I'm super thankful for that. I'll never, ever forget that. You know, But here's what you hear over and over. You hear an absolute silence because people... People didn't understand it. And then the next thing you hear is you hear a little rumbling around that because now they get it. And then the last thing, they're mad. And literally, Howard, and again, I'll, I'll, you can etch it in stone. If you're not mad now, you will be at some point in time in the future. When your seniors are standing on the street corner, when absolutely youth leagues blow up or whatever it may be, that don't have the funding, you know, people will be bad then. And so, so I, you know, overwhelmingly, and this is the most bizarre thing of all, you know, all the different places, you know, I did, I did 33 town halls, you know, let alone all the different radio and TV and all that stuff, but 33 town halls. And I kid you not, 
God be my witness, I'll bet you there was, was five people that stood up in all of them together and spoke for Amendment 2. You know, it's just, it's just they just didn't know. They were tricked. They absolutely were tricked. And I, and, and if, if I could say something, you know, patting myself on the back, I'd just say this. If I hadn't gone out there, this thing would have passed 85-15, and then all the power of it would have been in Charleston, and we'd have never got it back to the people. Governor, you're, you're really put this issue has put your reputation on the line. I mean, you have gone whole hog on this. You have made this a, we'll call it a pet project or a major concern of yours. I mean, you are, you're, you're putting yourself out there. If this Amendment 2 fails, it shows that you had the right point. But in the event it would pass, it's, uh, it's, your, it's your neck on the line, so to speak. Well, Howard, you know, I've, uh, I've never been one that gets hung up on politics, you know, from the standpoint of I really don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, or Independent. I've got real strong conservative values. I'm very proud of being a Republican. But with all that being said, you know, Howard, I'm going to do the right thing for the people, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, Howard, we haven't been touched on this yet, but, but, you know, you just think how bad people are hurting right now with this inflation situation that's going on. I mean, you know, whether it be gas prices or grocery prices or whatever, how in the world do we not focus on them? You know, really and truly, the car tax we get rid of automatically. It's gone. But then why don't we reduce their personal income tax? Instead of giving gigantic, gigantic rewards to Jim Justice or big, giant companies, why are we doing that? You know, with our people really hurting, with these big surpluses and, and the ability to do stuff. And, and Howard, the other thing is if we give money through a personal income income tax reduction to our people, they'll spend it here. Big, giant corporations, who knows where they're going to take the money to? And when that here creates an incentive in, into ourselves, you know, it's just, Howard, this is, this is so rotten. And from the standpoint of my, for me, now, now, let me just say this last thing. This is a direct thing to your question. Howard, Jim Justice can't lose because really and truly, I've done my job. I've talked to people. At the end of the day, I'm going to be your governor just a very short period of time, and then I'm going to be gone. I've done my job. And, and, and Howard, you know, from the standpoint of, when I'm gone, if this thing passes, the only thing you'll, you'll have to put up with with me is you'll see me at Walmart or somewhere, and I'll look right at you, and I'll say, I told you so, because it'll be bad. Governor, you left the opening. I have to ask you, are you telling me you're done with politics after this? Uh, after you're out of office? Uh, everybody's talking about you running for Senate. Well, no, I, I mean, that's a possibility, Howard, you know, and uh, – or maybe even another national office, you know, that's a real possibility, you know. But, but at the same time, from the standpoint of what I will be able to do to significantly impact the day-to-day -day lives of West Virginians, if I were to end up in the Senate, you know, and everything, there's no question that I could fight for West Virginia every single day and do more and more and more good stuff for West Virginia. But, but literally, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm on a short fuse as your governor. Because you know I, I won't be I won't be here forever. 
Senator Manchin uh, really got up in arms this week over some comments made by President Biden about the future of coal. Uh, basically, Biden said that, uh, I think I'm quoting here, no one is building new power plants anymore. We're going we're gonna to be shutting plants down across the country. Uh, Senator Manchin went uh, you know, pretty nuclear on that. He was, no pun intended with nuclear, uh, he, went, uh, he really got up in arms about the comments that Biden made. How do you respond to what the president had to say? Well, first of all, I mean, if we're, again, if we're brutally honest, and I'm the guy that's hung up on the honesty deal, you know, if we're brutally honest, where was Joe when he absolutely caved before and left the coal industry and the coal miners and absolutely, you know, caved before, you know, a couple of months ago? And and literally, you know, the Coal Association and everything, good Lord of living, everybody on the planet, was so upset Joe was unbelievable. And now, for Joe to run up and say, Biden's doing this, and by God, you know, this and that and everything else, and stuff, I don't get that. But from my standpoint, President Biden is as lost as a ball in high weeds, and, and I think his entire administration, since he's been there, you know, has been a disaster. You know, whether it be crime or the border or Afghanistan or inflation or whatever it may be, especially we should be energy independent. And we should absolutely be working toward that every day. Literally, his administration is an absolute shipwreck. And so, so you know, it's just late to the game. We all know what Biden is doing. Biden is being like a puppet, you know, and the AOCs and Bernie Sanders and all these nut jobs are absolutely telling Biden what to do all the time. You know, uh, but, but, you know, for Joe to jump on that bandwagon now, I, you know, I, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm always trying to be really respectful to Senator Manchin and, and absolutely Senator Capito. I, you know, there, there are senators. I should, I always wanted to be really respectful, but jumping on that bandwagon is just another political move, and and that's why I'm probably not the most favored politician. The White House says that President Biden was misunderstood; that he wasn't saying he wants to shut down power plants. But he was effectively referring to the need in this country for an energy transition, that we have to acknowledge that coal at some point along the way is going to diminish and that other energy sources are coming in. Do you think we need to, and particularly in West Virginia, we're a coal state, do we need to be more concerned about looking to the future and recognizing there needs to be an energy transition, uh, and not a shutdown, but a transition away from coal? Well, Howard, first of all, how many times is, is President Biden going to misspeak and then they have to go back and correct? I mean, that's that's everyday occurrence, you know. And, and so, but I've been one to say we should absolutely embrace all the alternatives. We should try to diversify our economy. We should never walk away and forget our gas and our, our coal miners and all the different people that are involved in our fossil fuel industry. We should be super, super proud of the fact that we have been a fossil fuel state and we abound in, in fossil fuels, and we should be proud of it. Now, will there be a time, you know, to when fossil fuels can be really ramped down? There probably will be. Will it be in our lifetime? It probably won't be. You know, 
absolutely to believe today that we can do without fossil fuels is absolutely ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, it's unbelievable. We absolutely want to always be open-minded, you know, and, and, and literally as we, as we move forward in West Virginia, we want to be all-encompassing, embrace the alternatives, absolutely continue to diversify, but never, never turn our back and walk away from who brung you to the dance. And that's our fossil fuels, and we should be damn proud of it. And I am. Governor, appreciate your time today. Appreciate your comments. Hopefully we can continue our conversations as time goes by. It's good to have you on the show from time to time and hear what you have to say and share it with the audience. And hopefully if uh, if you'll agree, you're welcome back again uh, anytime, all right? Listen, thank you for all you do. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You're a good man. Thank you, and thank all those that are out there listening. Thank you all. Thank you, Governor. I appreciate it. Have yourself a good day, and don't forget to vote tomorrow. (laughs) I won't. I won't. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Washington Governor Jim Justice here this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show, uh, hammering again on Amendment 2. I think he's going to put that big push on after, well, depending on what happens, I guess, with Amendment 2, but assuming it fails, uh, he's going to put a big push on again for the personal income tax. And, Bob, I don't know. It sounded to me like uh, he's clearly eyeing up that. uh, Now, he didn't say this. I'm just saying it sounds to me like he was clearly eyeing up uh, a race with Senator Manchin. He didn't uh, draw the line in the sand, but I think the tip of the sword kind of went in a little bit there, Howard. I think he's ready to. I think he, he, you know, his first answer to my question was kind of an acceptable one. Well, you know, I might, I can do good things in the Senate, blah, blah, blah. But I think when I asked him the question about Biden and fossil fuels and when he turned it into an attack on Manchin, Manchin caved in the past, why would he do this? Uh, Manchin is still under his skin, I guess. So um, I, I think, and you were on this show, Bob, one of the first ones, the first one to suggest that, you thought maybe he'd be making a run for the Senate. I told you I didn't think that was the case. I'm beginning to think that's more likely the case uh, in, in a couple of years. i got to tell you, Howard, I'm, I'm very proud of you, too. There's probably not too many people that could say the things about President Biden, who is your guy, and you would sit on your show and keep your lip closed. You did. You didn't come back at him. You didn't say, well, Governor, you might be wrong there. You didn't. You probably wanted to, but you didn't. And kudos to you, Howard Monroe. Well, I, I, I did point out that, that, that what, what people are saying Biden says, the White House says he didn't. But, again, he turned that into an anti-Biden comment. So, uh, you know, uh, it's fine. I, I, just, I, I don't, don't think, think he's a big fan of Joe's. I don't think so. I, I got that impression. <laughs> I got that impression. Anyway, I do hope that, uh, that he's willing to join us on a more frequent basis. Now, I know he's been on a couple of times here because he's pushing this amendment, too, but uh, I'd like to think maybe the door's open to have him on uh, from time to time. He's got two more years in office here, and then who, who knows what happens after that. You notice, too, he said, I, he said um, Senate, he said, but maybe some other national. Yeah, party. I thought you were going to say, well, which one of you, do you know something? I mean, that would almost be like be an appointment, though, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I, my first what else thought, is I out there? Talking about. Then, I'm, then I thought, no, maybe he's VP? saying Congress instead of Senate. Somebody going to take know. him on the ticket with him, Howard? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was an interesting divergence from, from where the conversation was going. But maybe uh, some other national office. So, again, maybe we'll get him back one day. We'll talk more about that. 
Listen to more interviews and rants from the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on Apple Podcasts.